0: My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, today we want to reflect on a small surah from Jizu Amma that perhaps all of us, or most of us anyways, have memorized. A surah, even though it's a small surah of 11 verses, it has a very powerful meaning. And a very powerful message. A message that perhaps we tend not to focus on. But it shows us the power and the beauty of the Qur'an. Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the word of Allah. In this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts by swearing, making an oath. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the Qur'an starts different surahs by making the qasm, the oath, swearing subhanahu wa ta'ala, in 15 different surahs in the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the khaliq, the creator, has the right to swear by any of his creations. Pay attention. Allah, the creator, has the right to swear by any of his creations if he chooses to do so. However, us as the creation, we can only swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It becomes haram for us to swear by any other thing created. As a mu'min, as a believer, as a Muslim, we can only swear by Allah. And the hadith that was narrated in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, our beloved Prophet said, Man kana halifan, فَلْيَحْلِف بِاللَّهِ أَوْ لِيَصْمُتِ that whoever takes an oath, then let him only swear by Allah or to remain silent. And the Prophet ﷺ said, and the other hadith which is narrated by Imam man halafa bi gairillahi faqad kafara aw ashrak that whoever swears by other than Allah that he has committed an act of kufr or an act of shirk. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. This surah, perhaps we can divide it into three different parts. The first five verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts by saying, وَالْعَادِيَاتِ ضَبْحَانِ Swearing by the racing horses, al adiyat which is the sound which comes from inside the chest of the horse as it's racing at full speed and subhanAllah some researchers found that the horses when they're striving and running at top speed that they breathe up to 150 times per minute a 2.5 breaths per second that's when they're going at top speed racing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by this as we're hearing this and we're picturing, we're visualizing these five verses. The horses that are racing, they're panting, breathing heavily. And the ones who are producing fire from the sparks which is coming off their hoofs. And subhanAllah, pay attention how the first two verses and the first verse, Allah is talking about the sound which comes from. Inside of the chest of the horse Which is capturing our ears It's making us listen and pay attention To what is being said And in the second verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing The sparks Which are flying from the hoofs Of the horses as they're racing into the battle As the hoofs are hitting onto the rocks And the fire from the sparks is flying from their feet Thus capturing our eyes and making us pay attention and visualize what's happening now. These horses are racing. The ones who raid at the time of dawn, the early morning raids, and this was the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu When he would surround a city or he would surround a village, Alayhi Sallatu he would wait till the Fajr time. If he heard the Adhan, Alhamdulillah, that meant they had entered into Islam, and he would not fight them. But if he didn't hear the Adhan, then he would raid with the Sahaba. So they produce, as they're racing in, large clouds of dust. And then they come to the middle, meaning the middle of their enemy. Imagine, as we're visualizing this scene, and how amazing it is. The detailed description of what it is when these horses dive into the middle of the battle and the difficulties that these horses are facing look how heavy he's breathing the sparks the fire is flying from under his feet from under his hooves and as he's going in in the early morning hours perhaps traveling long distances In order to prepare for this battle. The horse is tired and yet it's going in and what is it? Is it breathing fresh air? It's breathing naqa, it's breathing clouds of dust. And then it's in the middle of the battle as the swords are hitting one another. He's hearing the sounds. The spears are flying, arrows are flying, bodies are falling, but yet the horse is right there in the middle of the battle. An amazing description. Now comes the question, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swear by these horses? Why did Allah mention this in detail for us, the difficulties and how this horse is striving? Why is this horse striving like this? To please its master, to please its owner, the one who feeds him and the one who gives him water. That's it. We take care of the horse and then the horse takes care of us. But what is the message that Allah is trying to teach us here? It comes in the next part, and the next 3 verses, from verses 6 to 8. Innal insana li That indeed mankind to his Lord is kanood. He's ungrateful. What is the relation? as we're focused on this battle, these horses racing into the middle of the battle, this amazing scene, what is the relation between these first five verses that Allah is swearing by, and then the answer which comes in verse number six, إِنَّ What is the relationship between, somebody might say, there's no connection, but in fact there's a direct connection, and a direct relation, Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us the obedience of these horses to their masters, to their owners. So what about you, O mankind? What about you in the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? All we did was give them water and hay. We gave them some food. And the horses, that's how they strive for us. They risk their own life for us. They go through those difficulties for us. So what about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of the good and all of the blessings and all the barakah that He has given us? Should we not strive for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Should we not be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just as this horse is obedient to its its owner? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our owner. Allah is our maker. Allah is our master. So doesn't He have the right to be worshipped? Just look at yourself and your body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't just provide for us food and drink as we're providing for the horse. Look at our body, our ability to see, our ability to hear, our ability to taste. All of these that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. The ability to breathe. If Allah took the oxygen from us, what would happen? What about the red and white blood cells and what's going on in our body, something amazing from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet, are we obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is this animal, is this horse better than us? This is the question that's being asked. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to reflect upon in this surah. After he mentions this great battle, this great struggle of the horses for their masters. Allah tells us about the reality of al-insan, of all of mankind. And all throughout the Qur'an, and pay attention to this, when you reflect on the word al-insan in the Qur'an, in almost every single ayah, Allah mentions something negative about mankind after He talks about al-insan. Because this is the reality of the human being. وَالْعَصْرِ al-insana that indeed mankind all of mankind is in loss and then Allah makes an exception to the rule in the third verse wa to the end of the verse except for those who believe and do good deeds when you look in Surah Al-Ma'arij insana khulqa halū'a," that indeed mankind has been created anxious, impatient that if evil comes to him, evil touches him, he becomes impatient. That if the khair comes to him, he's withholding from it. He holds it back for himself. He doesn't want to give it to anybody else. This is the reality of an insan. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Surah Ibrahim, He talks about all of the blessings that He's given to us. When اللَّهِ لَا laatuhsuha that if you were to enumerate the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to count them. Like we said, just look at what's going on inside of your of your body. Look at all the blessings there. Without even looking outside, you wouldn't be able to count them. But what is the reality of an Insan once again? What is the reality of a human being? That the human being Mankind is loom. he's oppressive, and he's kafar, he's ungrateful. This is the reality of mankind. And then Allah said in the next verse, in verse 7, That mankind bears witness to that, he knows. None of us deny this, that we are ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah mentions another reality in verse 8, of all of the, uh, mankind وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدِ that he is for the love of the khair of the money شديد meaning that he loves it intensely he loves the money And surat al-fajr وَتُحبُّنَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا Jamma. that you love the money with intense love, with much love this is the reality of every single human being that they love money in Surah An-Nisa, وَأُحْدِرَتِ الْأَنفُسُ الشُّحْ That it's in the soul of every single human being. Stinginess. Not just love. Not just love for the money. But love with stinginess. This is the reality of all of us. But what did Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us in Surah At-Taghabun? نَفْسِهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ That who over, whoever overcomes the stinginess that's inside, that they are the muflihun, they are the successful ones. This is the reality of all of mankind. As Allah mentions in these three verses. And something amazing when you look at the verses, and every single one of them, there's two ta'kheets. In the inna and the lamb. All of the verses are the same. Inna and lamb, which is double ta'kheets. Double emphasis to emphasize the reality of mankind and then part three of this surah comes do they not know of that time when it will come when they be sent forth from their Qubur and why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after mentioning the reality of mankind mention the reality of the bath of being sent forth from the Qubur, from the graves, Yawm Al-Qiyamah. We'll mention that in a minute. And everything which is in the hearts of man will then come clear. There'll be no hiding it then. Yawm Al-Qiyamah, when you're sent forth in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. As Allah told us in Surah al tariq the day when what's inside will be tested. The reality of what's in your heart is going to come out. And what is the reality of man when he's being tested of what's in his heart? That he will have no strength and no supporter on that day. That indeed their Lord is well acquainted on that day with all of what they've done. And once again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a double ta'keed, a double emphasis with the inna, with the lamb, that Allah is khabir, well acquainted. And the khabir from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's more in depth than the Alim, Al Alim, the all-knowing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the khabir is the one who knows daqaiq al-amur, with precision, every single thing, That is in our hearts. Every single thing that we've done, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala knows it, and He's Khabir. He knows the precise details of what is in our hearts, Subhanahu Wa Taala. So why did Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mention the Qubur and the third part of this surah will be sent forth the bath when we're sent forth to be resurrected Yom Al Qiyamah to remind us of the reality of death, the reality of this life, that one day. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much success you have, no matter how attached you are to this dunya, one day you're going to leave it and you're going to go to the qabur to be put into your grave. So realize the reality of this life. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us at the end of the surah, that Allah is khabir, that He's well acquainted with everything we're doing, that reminds us of reflecting on our actions. We're going to be sent forth Yom to be held accountable. Allah is well acquainted. He knows every single thing, not just that we do, but what's in our hearts, what's in our minds. Therefore, we have to focus on every single thing that we do because we're going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be held accountable for Barakallahu li wa fil qur'ani wa sunnah wa wa bima min al wal أقول قول هذا واستغفر الله فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام My dear brothers and sisters in Islam This small surah That many of us memorize When we we're small bacha We're small children We memorize this surah But have we reflected on its meanings And how powerful the meanings are And today I want all of us when we go home, to take home with us three main messages. First of all, when it comes to the first five verses, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing for us in detail the battle and the horses, how they're striving to battle, what do we gain from this? What is the real message? It shows us, obviously, the status of horses, and we have that many hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the status of fighting in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it shows us the importance of obedience to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and striving and racing for allah and this is what it means to be a believer look at the horses how they sacrifice themselves sacrifice their lives go through difficulty for their owner for their master this is how we need to be as believers being obedient and striving and racing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does Allah, how does Allah describe the statement of the believers? <inaudible> that if, the statement of the believers is, if they're called to Allah and His Messenger to judge between them. You're called meaning to act upon the Quran and the Sunnah, to implement the rule and the command of Allah and His Messenger. What is the statement of the believers? Just like the horses, no hesitation, right to the middle of the battlefield. What is the statement of the believers? To say, We hear and we obey. And these are the ones who will be successful the ones who strive and dive straight in and implement the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without any hesitation. And the second message that we need to take home and reflecting on these verses in the second part of the surah when Allah described to us the reality of mankind, that he's kunood, he's ungrateful, and that he's to the khayr, to the money, and he has intense love for the money. This is a reality, but is it a good characteristic? It's a characteristic that Allah has put inside of us all to test us, to see what we're going to do it. And whoever overcomes the stinginess within himself, these will be the muflihun, the successful ones. And the third message that we need to take home today and reflect on is the reality of what came in the last third ver- verses about the Qubur, that the end of this life will be to the Qubur, to the graves, and the bath that will be sent forth al to be held accountable and that Allah is khabeer, He is well acquainted with every single thing that we do. Therefore, we must pay very close attention and be very precise in our actions, knowing that we're going to end up in our Qubur and we're going to be sent forth Yawm al-Qiyamah to be held accountable. And our success will be through the actions that we did in this dunya and then through the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we end today, my brothers and sisters reflect on this because when we talk about being ungrateful, many of us might say, that's not me. I'm not ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention the story of these horses and how they strive for their master and the difficulty that they face all to please their owners. Allah mentions this story to us to remind us that being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not something that's just on the tongue by saying alhamdulillah but it's something that shows up in the actions. What will we think of a horse that we trained, that we took care of, and then when it's time to go to battle, it doesn't move. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Would you consider it a good horse? Would you consider it a worthy horse? A praiseworthy horse? The same thing with us. If our gratefulness and our thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't show up in our actions, then we are kunood. We are from those who are ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa taala. May Allah safeguard us. أن الله قد أمركم بدابي الكرام. فقال عز وجل إن الله يصلون على النبي يا